Welcome to Tech Breakfast, today's top headlines served hot by your host Aaron Bewley and Tyler Gates. So grab your coffee and let's get into it. It's Friday, October 23rd. With us on the show is Sam Grocott, Senior VP of Product Marketing at Dell Technologies. How you doing, Sam? Good, Aaron. I'm thrilled to be uh, a guest on your show today. I'm excited. First time supporting you on this, so I'm, I'm excited for it. I like the way you said that. First time implies there'll be more. There will be more. <laughs> <laughs> We're glad to have you on. Glad to have yep. you on here. I'm, I'm Red Bulled up, way past coffee hour. Oh, boy. So, uh, oh, boy. I've got, I've got plenty of energy coursing through my veins. Good deal. Okay. <laughs> so there was a little show this week, Dell Tech World, right? How, how do you feel like it went, Sam? Yeah, no, it was uh, the Dell Tech World experience, to be precise. It was oh, there you go. normal Dell Tech World. This was our virtual edition, our first ever fully virtual uh, Dell Tech World. And Thanks, look, COVID. I, I, I think <laughs> first time out of the gates, it's, uh, you know, you always learn a lot. And, you know, ever since the pandemic hit about, oh, I don't know, nine months ago, we've been kind of uh, living with this new normal of executing events all virtually online, all digitally. I think we nailed it. I think it was great. We had over 50,000 plus registrants. And, uh, you know, I, I think the content from the keynotes and the met, the product launches that we're going to talk about here in a second, but really the most important piece is the hands-on experience that we provide uh, the users is, is really what uh, I think shined through. Uh, Dell Tech World is our annual user event. It is based, it is focused for the users, it is all about the technology and getting down and dirty and hands-on with the technology. And I think we delivered that well. We'll see what the our actual customers and partners say, but we feel good about it. Yeah. So to that point right there, you said 50,000 uh, registrants. That's more than typical, right, for DTW? Well, yeah, that's uh, that's over 5X. Uh, 5X, yeah. okay. That's insane. Uh, so it's, it's big. It's a big change. And look, you typically see that as you shift into this digital world because you look, I mean, it was tough enough for organizations to convince a couple of people to fly to Vegas for a week and, you know, have fun and, you know, see a great rock band and learn about the new uh, Dell Technologies technology. Well, now you can do it over two days virtually from your from your home office. And so it's a much easier to say, hey, I'm not going to just pick two of my team. I'm going to send 10 of them. And then it's a much easier, easier time commitment at this stage. It's one of the benefits of going virtual. Oh, I loved it. I mean, I watched Michael's keynote uh, just off of Twitter, right? Just the homepage on Twitter was was advertising. It was awesome. Just click right there. Uh, it was so easy. And speaking of, you know, I was really impressed with how Michael kicked it off. I'm curious your take on it. Yeah, no, look, Michael does an amazing job of bringing together uh, the kind of the business and technology advancements of Dell Technology and connecting that to the the human spirit and really how we're helping to advance humankind, um, you know, in this very, very challenging world that we're all navigating this year. I thought he did a great job of connecting the dots of not only talking about our overall strategy, but how is that, you know, helping organizations digitally transform at a much more accelerated rate uh, than anybody thought coming into this year we would do. I think we've transformed digitally about 10x faster than anybody thought. You know, I think the old saying is we, we went through a digital transformation in last few months where it would have taken a few years. So it just, it forced everything into overdrive and the stories that he was able to share about um, us either, you know, helping, you know, learn from home, work from home to uh, the large companies and organizations that have made such great advancements in their transformation. I think they're really, 
really eye-opening, uh, the type of opportunity that's out there for everyone. So we're, we're excited about it. And again, he always does such a great job of connecting the human side to uh, the business side of the story. So I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it myself. Yeah, I think I've seen in in our business, we've talked about a lot, you know, if you look at anything, you know, we work with IDC, Gartner, and and then obviously Dell and many other partners, lots of projections leading into 2020 were about what 2025 would look like. Yeah. Well, it, it seems like 2025 has turned into 2023 as all sorts of projections and acceleration has happened in its Quite literally, we've seen targets change. I was on with a customer yesterday who said that they had a five-year plan that turned into a two-year plan and, and what to prioritize there. So it's we're definitely seeing digital transformation and, and large uh, transformational processes happen much sooner or get much more backing and uh, executive alignment than maybe we did before. So it's definitely accelerating these. We see it all over the market. Yeah. It's funny too. I'm part of a... Uh a transformation work stream that's trying to look five years out, you know, and, and that, that even complicates it that much more. It's just like, I don't even know anymore, you know? <laughs> anyway. All right. Um, so let's get into some of the announcements. And I saw, you know, just do a quick Google search. There's a CRN article that comes up and you're, you're quoted very heavily in the, in the front part of that. And they talk about, uh, I think the top eight announcements, top biggest, eight biggest announcements from, uh, from DTW. Do you want to run through some of that? Yeah, and I, I think we'll probably spend most of the time talking about an overarching theme that we okay. uh, announced out there, and it was Project Apex that really kind of stole the show. And Project Apex is really um, our internal and external unification of radically simplifying our as-a-service ambitions and our cloud experiences that we've been working on over the last few years and brings it all together. So we introduced Project Apex as that kind of... Uh, unifying force that we're going to drive, frankly, into the years to come to drive us to help our customers and partners accelerate into everything as a service. And look, today, if we look at our, you know, the IT industry as a whole, the on-premises market is really less than 5% is consumed as a service today. Um, But if you look at anything, any of the data out there, and I'll just share you the IDC data, they're predicting by 2024, so just in four, less than four years from now, 75% of all infrastructure deployed at the edge and over 50% deployed within the data center will be consumed as a service. So that's from 5% to 50 to 75%. It's just a huge, huge ramp that we're all staring at that's coming at us. It seems uh, incredibly aggressive. It's yes, just, yeah, it's just it's crazy to think of numbers change. like that. It, it, it definitely... It, it, it's great. It makes you say, well, that will never happen, right? That, that seems just too aggressive. But there's others out there like Gartner and others that are predicting a similar, maybe not that aggressive, but a similar hockey stick ramp. So we're seeing it out there. We're seeing more and more customer interest in it. Um, but uh, will it go that fast? I don't know. But the point is, from Dell Technologies perspective, we are ready for whatever's next. And whether it's 5% going to 10% next year or 5% going to 50% next year, we're going we're gonna to be ready for that to help customers transform. I would be curious. I, I gave a... So we do these things called customer summits. It's, they're like mini Dell Tech World. So they will, normally they would fly up to New Jersey and we'll spend time going through discussions and topics like DevOps or 
cloud optimization, whatever it is. I, I gave a talk last month during one of them on transitioning from CapEx to OpEx, uh, primarily for on-premises workloads. And we did go over some OEM offerings. So we did things like Flex on Demand, which is something you guys offer today. How does Project Apex and that overarching theme, how does that build on or change from this? You're, you're stating that kind of the the overarching theme of Dell Tech World was was with Apex and what it's moving to. Uh, what's what's the big takeaway that's new for you guys in this space? Because you've been involved in some way, shape, or form in the past already. Yeah, no, we we have. In fact, we've been over a decade now selling kind of on-premises as a service solutions. Um, I, I think you can hang kind of snowflakes off that, to be honest with you, because it was typically larger companies, larger organizations that were looking sure. for a complete custom takeover of their environment where it's just totally a turnkey as a service experience for their entire infrastructure. We've got, we've been selling that for 10 years. In fact, that business is growing really, really well for us. And in Q2 of this past quarter earnings, we shared that we had, that business is now $1.3 billion from an annual recurring run rate standpoint. That's up 30% year over year. We have over 2000 customers that are taking advantage of um, all of our flexible consumption and as a service, whether it's flex on demand or data center utility, or even our PC as a service offers today. So we've got a lot of offers out there today, but Project Apex is kind of taking that to the next level and really introducing the big kind of easy button. If I were to kind of summarize it at the highest level. We're Love a good at, easy button. Yeah, a big, big old easy button. Just so I understand, it's it's marrying kind of multiple concepts in terms of, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is more yeah. of a question rather than a statement, but how you would consume and pay for in a manner of how you're paying for that consumption, right? And then yep. how you can launch and order it and how you manage it and how it's integrated into kind of ordering platforms or I don't want to get too Dell specific, but like yeah, Premiere right. page integration or, or something like that. I don't know, right? Yeah, uh, no, is it, that it? It's a bigger kind of umbrella? Yeah, it, it's bringing all of that together and making it super easy. And, and one of the big announcements we made was the new uh, Dell Technologies Cloud Console, which you think about this as a, a kind of a grossly overused term, a single pane of glass. Um, but that's really what it's what it's striving to provide is regardless of what pieces of infrastructure, whether it's a storage solution or server or compute, data protection, or it's your cloud solutions, or it's even your PCs and the client, we want to provide a simple, single management interface to go through the various life cycle changes of managing on-premises infrastructure, whether it's on-premise, whether it's moving out to the edge, or certainly if it's bursting into the public cloud, the Dell Tech Cloud Console will provide you that single tool and that single experience to make sure that you can not only manage and operate your infrastructure, but you can buy and transact. You can purchase. You don't have to go talk to a salesperson to buy more gear. You just simply click a few buttons and within a very short amount of time, that new infrastructure shows up, it's deployed, it's in some cases managed by Dell Technologies and uh, customers can focus more on their business versus their infrastructure. That's kind of ultimately what we're going for in this new Project Apex, Apex simplified approach for our customers. So uh, the console is one very, very important but key element of that. I think that's huge. Just thinking about how my customers and the customers that I've dealt with over the last few years consume enterprise-grade technology, and I think this is kind of an appropriate blanket generalization, but it's not simple 
to engage when you're trying to sort of get to outcomes. Um, if you can actually deliver on that, giving customers easy sort of frictionless access to an enterprise end grade end state that they can pull the thread to that that final sort of outcome based approach. That I could see that being a floodgate for uh, just ease of acquisition alone is pretty massive. Yeah, and in, in our first kind of proof point outside of just the console, which gives you kind of the operating, that consistent operating environment to, to, to manage all of your infrastructure. The first uh, proof point, which we also announced, was a pre-announcement of storage as a service, which will be available in the first half of next year. And that is, you know, for organizations that are looking for the big, easy storage button, they want it to be a fully managed experience by Dell Technologies or a partner of ours that they simply say, hey, what, what's your workload? Is it file or block or object or unified or any of those? What are, what's the type of performance and capacity needs? And what's your term of commitment? It's really four or five questions. You, you click go and the stuff shows up in a couple of weeks and it's deployed, managed, and you're up and running uh, by Dell Technologies or a partner of ours. So for, for those organizations that really want to get out of kind of the which product for this workload or which feature for this and really hold us accountable for SLAs and those business outcomes that are most important to organizations. The storage as a service is the first of many turnkey as a service offers we're going to have that will represent that really that simplified outcome focused uh, approach to storage. And well, sure enough, you know, compute as a service is not far behind and data protection and backup as a service we, go, we already have PC as a service. So you, you go through that kind of horizontal as a service um, solutions that we'll be bringing, and then you go vertical with it, right? When you think about like a VDI as a service or SAP as a service, how you stack together the whole stack, including the applications, is really, really important for us. So you're going to see us go both horizontal and vertical with these as a service offers here uh, in the in the coming coming soon future as part of Project Apex. And it will all be managed underneath the console as a single fully integrated experience on that topic around SLAs, you know, the, the SLA part of this is incredibly interesting because we are seeing a lot of interest in, in the different, uh, I guess you could call it different verticals of as a service that you could get, especially on premises, but the SLA side of things is incredibly interesting and valuable because we're even seeing this in creation of workloads, right? When you think about automation frameworks, when you think about, tools that are out there like Kubernetes, they're extremely declarative in nature, right? They're desired state. So we're moving from a point of, you know, we have storage policy-based management and VMware, that's desired state, Kubernetes desired state, to the way we consume the actual infrastructure we run as a desired state that's being moved into it. So this theme is is really pressing well well across the entire spectrum of what IT is, whether it's hardware services, the workload itself is, is really focused around those SLAs, which, which ultimately tie to the outcomes that you mentioned. And I think it's just a, a really good point. And, and I think directionally seems like a really good move for Dell. Yeah. And, and when you think about what's kind of creating, where, where did this come from? Uh, it's no secret organizations have been getting this kind of as a service lifestyle. So I, I like to think about it through the public cloud. There's no doubt that that's where this originated um, is, hey, sure. if, how do I look at kind of workloads and applications that I don't want to stand up on premises, I want to run them out in one of the, the public cloud providers. 
But what we've seen is the world and everyone has acknowledged this, whether it's certainly our point of view or the public cloud point of view, is that it is a hybrid multi-cloud world. But they so they're going to be running infrastructure within their data centers and certainly at the edge as that explodes into what the edge is ultimately going to come to. But they want to get that as a surface experience. So they still like that and not have to put everything in the public cloud to achieve that. And that's really where this kind of requirements are coming from from our customers. If you can just give me a cloud-like as a service experience on premises and at the edge and 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 not you know require me to make those hard difficult trade-offs to go to the public cloud exclusively, that would be a win for everyone. So I, I think that's definitely where this is coming from and that's why we're so excited and that's why we think now is the right time for us to extend our existing as a service offers into more of these cloud-like as-a-service experiences versus kind of the build custom approach, which we've been doing for for years, as I said earlier. Absolutely. Makes perfect sense to me. Sam, I got to admit, right right there at the beginning of the uh, of uh, Jeff Clark's bit, he said uh, he was talking about this and he mentioned that Dell would be owning and managing these platforms, right? I yeah. don't know how many people caught that or how yeah. uh, well that was reacted to or how people received it. But that is a massive, massive change to basically, you know, the genetics of what Dell has always been. That's right. If you think about and you think about the desire for that was interesting last year, I would say. And then the pandemic hit, right? COVID-19 and cash became king and preserving capital and CapEx is critically important for a lot of organizations right now. So getting that OpEx flexibility is really something that they're, they're looking, organizations are looking for ways to to take advantage of opex versus capex and you know that's why we're therefore we're giving you something even better it's called apex it's my little yeah. uh, trick on words there <laughs> ah uh, there it so is you'll, you'll see more to come on the capex versus opex no how about apex that's a better way <laughs> i like it yeah well yeah. it's i'll tease your audience with that more to come yeah it's it's critically important to understand Julie. you mentioned the emphasis on ownership of the asset this is the biggest change we've seen in accounting standards in a long time, and they happened last year. And that's what we're, this is, you know, sort of placating to is the fact that the way traditional leases used to work can no longer count as OPEX on the books. And so we had to move to a model for anything over 12 months from a leasing perspective that the ownership of the asset mattered. So Dell offering this as an ownership of the asset from a Dell perspective allows customers that option to actually represent it as OPEX on the books, which is incredibly important, especially for public companies that manage, you know, annual recurring revenue and is a big aspect to it. It it allows them to align their cash outlays much, much better. So that's where this offering creates a lot of value on the books for people. That's right. And, and, and one last thing on that is, you know, like from a Dell technology standpoint, we want to offer ultimate choice, Right. The one thing about Project Apex is we're not forcing you to go down only one route. We've got the other traditional routes as well that, frankly, work for the bulk of the market today. Now, we think that's going to shift as we go forward and they're going to want more of these other turnkey solutions we've talked about. But providing that choice and flexibility, however customers want to consume Dell Technologies infrastructure, we've got you covered. And and Project Apex is just that next generation way to to handle any way you want to consume. Awesome. Okay, Sam, I think we're out of time with you, but before I let you go, um, two quick questions. So typically on the show, we talk about just random nerd tech science math things. Okay. 
what is it that excites you? Some, I mean, sometimes we talk about space, sometimes we talk about nanotechnology. What, uh, what kind of tech news gets your attention? I don't know if it's tech news, but uh, I'm a huge uh, Mandalorian fan. And, uh, okay. and well, the next season premiere is oh yeah uh, next so week. close. So yep. I've, I've been I've, I've every night I'm watching one of the eight original episodes of season one. So I've been arming up and amping up to rehash kind of the Mandalorian season. So I'm super psyched for that next week. Uh, from Very awesome, man. Yeah, we love it. Tech space perspective. So that, that's what's consuming my time outside of Dell Tech World this week is catch up on the Mandalorian. Nice. Yeah, it absolutely relates. And we joke about that on the show that everything uh, can eventually be just like Kevin Bacon, be tied back to technology. That's right. So, <laughs> uh, all right. The last thing I'll ask before Tyler shuts it down here, how can people get a hold of you if you want them to get a hold of you? Or do you have a blog? Should they hit you up on Twitter? Yeah, absolutely. Twitter. It's just at, yeah, at S Grocott, S-G-R-O-C-O-T-T, at S Grocott. That's I, uh, my Twitter's been blowing up this week, obviously, with the big event. Uh, go ahead and uh, direct message me or, or hit me up and I'm happy to follow up and provide any more information on Apex or anything else going on at Dell Tech. Awesome. Thank you so much. Russ, you got anything else before Tyler shuts it down? No. Tyler, take us home. And that brings another Tech Breakfast podcast to a close. Sam, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Listeners, thank you so much for joining us for the recording. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We hope to see you next time. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing it with your friends. And don't forget, we've got a Patreon. So if you like what we're doing, you want to support it, go out and find it. We'll see you guys next week. Have a great weekend.